This episode of the It's Canon Podcast is dedicated to the memory of Alex Trebek. Have you ever worried that you might be the cool kid you wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends? Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream, always so generic, more normal than your friends? Well, we've devised a test to put to rest your fears. There's no need to panic if you lend us your ears. Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard. Cause if you like the show, then you're probably a nerd. episode of the It's Canon Podcast. That's right, the podcast where we talk about all things geek, we talk about all things comics, all things movies, all things video games, all things toys, all things Lego, all things Sony, PlayStation 5, Xbox, Series X, and the best part of it all is, is that it's all in canon. We are your hosts for this week. I'm Boris, and I'm joined by the one the illustrious Phil. Hey, everybody. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. We and had a time machine. <laughs> also joining us uh, is Tyler. <laughs> God damn it. Phil screwed me up, but I thought it was actually Tuesday. And I was like, oh, shit. I have to be at my D&D table right now. They're wondering <laughs> where I am. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Your face was gold right there tyler you're Look, i i took my meds like 15 minutes before we started uh-huh. and they make me a little bit wonky so it's just like oh, no <laughs> oh man our recording schedule has been so weird this week but that's okay you know but we've gotten some really good shows for those of you who are wondering you know this week yesterday monday we released our Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 2, Chapter 10, Analysis. Awesome episode. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. Right now, you're listening to our News of the Week episode, where we talk about all things geek, and we give it to you for about an hour, and that sounded absolutely horrible. That was dirty. <laughs> hey, everybody. We're going to give it to you for an hour. All right, we're going to talk all things geek and put it in you for an hour. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just did that. (laughs) Oh, my. Well, yeah. (laughs) And tomorrow, Wednesday, we're releasing our featured episode with Matt Editor from Operation Sports, and we are discussing Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 releases, and we give a retrospective review of PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, and we fumbled through that episode, and I'll be 100% honest, right now it's Monday, 9.25pm, we've been recording for two and a half hours, and I think we're all a little loopy right now, but we're going to power through because we want to give you the best content. Not for an hour. At least the freshest content. 
Yes, the freshest contest, because we do have some pretty interesting news that has been breaking throughout the entire night. So, Tyler, do you want to kick us off with the big news? The big news today is Square Enix had their earnings call today, and it was bad. Actually, um, it's good news, bad news. Let, let's well, just... <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the numbers, and then we're gonna go into the the story behind the numbers because otherwise I'm gonna have to keep changing this. Yes, go ahead. Uh, the Japanese markets are open right now, so Square Enix gave their earnings call. They reported it before the opening at 9 a.m. Japan time, and they're down eight and a half percent. Ouch! Oof. That's more points um, than like ten minutes ago. Yeah, th- that's why I'm like I need to get this number out because it keeps changing. And like, that's literally at the time of recording, and I have my 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 stock ticker app open, and it's yeah. doing the like, oh, down eight point two seven now. Wow! Someone bought a share. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 rough out there for a Square Enix dev. Um, the 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 short story of what happened was basically, hey guys, Avengers and Final Fantasy VII remake were forty three percent of our sales this year. Uh, also, we're $48 million in the hole because of Avengers. With some other reportings, some other, some other news sources reporting, it's actually $62 million, and they just did some clever accounting to downplay that. Oof. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, I haven't yet had time to go into the full, what the earnings call, like the full report, but it's kind of suspected that it's a combination of server costs, um, the microtransactions not making the money they expected. Yeah. Were there uh, were there microtransactions in Avengers? Did they keep there them? There were. Oh, I thought they removed them. There were at launch, and they were all uh, uh, cosmetic, though. Yeah. Right. That's why you could get the Spider-Man outfit in the PlayStation, but not on the Xbox. Remember they were playing Dirty Pool? Yeah. 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 Oh, that sales. Man, that's crazy. It, that's just, you know, that's really unfortunate because, like, it just goes to show you, like, you know, how um, volatile things are. It's like, yeah, we sold a lot. So on, 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 on the face of things, on, on the top layer of things... Good news. Fantastic. We had a great quarter. Sales up 43% because of two games. But then, you know, we, we have to consider all the back-end costs, um, all the money that they were planning to make because of these microtransactions. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, you know, th- th- that game just took a major hit. Um, it's just, it's it's unfortunate. I can't say I'm shocked. Um, yeah. But you know, here we go. Here we are. Like I, I'm unfortunately, I think we're going to be seeing some shakeups at Square Enix over the next couple weeks, um, because you know of some being hit like this, especially a video game company, when the only time that your stocks really go up is around a major release. You know, it just they're they're gonna have to do something to signal a turnaround. And typically speaking, that would be you know changes in the exec. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just going to say it here, though. Final Fantasy is a train wreck of development. Like, they are renowned for announcing these games, showing a little bit, and then taking years to perfect them to the point where they release them into the market. And then they did 
a shady thing with this newest retro release with Final Fantasy. What was it? Seven, ten? I don't know the numbers, but I bought it. Yeah, the remake. Yeah. Right. They they release it and it's good, but they released it for like 80 bucks. Mm -hmm. It wasn't cheap and it's only one fifth of the game. Yeah, But it's a full game. And now. Yeah, it's It's a full full game. game. I'm not I'm not feeling ripped off about that. But the development cycle to get part two is unknown. Well, you know, and and you're right. I agree with you there, but I will say that, yes, there are a lot of unknowns, but I feel like, you know, they have the platform that they're going to be using. Unless they, for whatever reason, decide to change um, the the platform that they're using, the development turnaround should be a lot quicker for parts two and three. Um, Having said that, you know, I'm making a bold assumption for a video game company, any video game company we know, you know, they don't ever stick to the plan they want the latest greatest regardless of what that's going to do to them um you know mm-hmm. we're seeing it with uh um with cyberpunk you know it's like they they're, they've they've wanted to do the upgrades or doing the upgrades guess what they're still in the middle of the upgrades hopefully we get to see that this calendar year um but you know it's just one of those things that like you have something that works just keep pushing forward you don't need the latest greatest because the latest greatest might not be it might actually be worse than what you were using. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, guys. Um, but that's just, you know, that's just the volatility of, of 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 product ownership at the video game level. So it is. I so I actually have the earnings up now, and I've been speed reading through it as much as I can. Um, and it's worth noting that well, well, Avengers was definitely not helpful. There's two other interesting stories being told by this turn out about numbers for a second uh the first of which is that uh the mo- the majority of their losses were q1 2020 which for square enix appears to be april may june because their year end is march 31st yeah so that's the summer and that's during the worst of japan's lockdown and they're suggesting that because for those of us in north america forget that square enix has stores yep. and has like physical locations mm. in japan and in asia and yep. they were all shut down and they still had to pay rent and they still had to pay a lot of salaries right um so they had a major hit to their operating income um the other side that we have to look at is and i don't fully understand where this is coming from because i'm still reading but they are projecting a bonkers q1 2021 um they are projecting uh so they're 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 full the year over year for 2020 was 260 billion yen Mm -hmm. their year over year for 2019 271 their projection for 2021 is 290 Mm. and even in corporate you know, forecasting, you're always going to say it's going to be a good year, but that is an aggressive look. That's very aggressive. In this volatile time, when you don't know what's going to be open next week or not, to me, that's a little mm-hmm. crazy, to be honest. Well, and and I mean, we're, I, a little bit of, I don't know the full background of Square Enix's specific specific corporate structure but there is something to be said of japanese banks are often a lot more conservative than north american ones and they tend to not they tend to be very upset when a company says something like this um but yeah they're saying it's largely going to be from uh digital games and a a harder focus on them Mm -hmm. 
uh, they had a major hit to MMOs actually over 2020. It looks like, which is actually which is another part. And I'm guessing that's that Avengers number right there. Right. So here's but, a. So sorry, I'm just I just yeah. brought up on their uh, corporate website what the releases yeah. are because I kind of want to take a look at what the releases are. And I know that doesn't give us the full story, especially as you mentioned, they have brick and mortar stores. But let's take a yeah. quick look at some of the games that they are expecting to be released. Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. You know that's going to sell great. It's Kingdom Hearts. Um, yeah. Bubble Bobble 4. So, you know, th that's on PS4. So that's going to be hitting the um, the digital market really fast. Yeah. Dragon Quest Eleven. Um, collections sure. of Saga, Final Fantasy, Legend, Darius, Cosmic Revelation, Outriders, Balan, Wonderland. They have other stuff. Let me see. Dying Light 2, Final Fantasy 13 series, Final Fantasy what, what? 14 online for other um, uh, yeah. stuff. The MMO stuff. MMOs, yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, um, which is going to be the PS5 exclusive for a small window, and Project Atihiha. So here's the thing. There's a lot of rumors right now about when Final Fantasy 16 is going to be released. A lot of people are speculating that that game is actually a lot further in development than anyone thinks, and that they're just going to, boom, just drop it on us, like probably Q1, um, when I, calendar Q1, calendar Q2. I would assume it would be calendar Q2. Yeah, it is really interesting. If you look at the back to their report, the only one of those they're pushing hard is Outriders. Yeah. Yeah. Which is their, they're saying in here, February 2nd, 2021. And then Dying Light 2, which also has been one of their big ones, is is in development hell. There's no announced date anymore. Yeah. 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 I'm looking at that. their website too. And like, I'm looking at the types of systems that they're targeting. And it's a lot of PS4, it's a lot of Switch, and Marvel Avengers PS5 and Xbox right. Series X. That's their only next-gen title. Yep. Look, I don't want to be doom and gloom, guys, but do you think that this is the start of a trend that we're going to see for video games as, you know, they're relying on digital sales more, as games are being delayed longer, as their costs for keeping games up and running with servers and whatnot is skyrocketing, a lot of people, a lot more people are playing video games right now. So that means their ops are actually costs are actually a lot higher. Do you think we're going to start seeing this trend? And I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, but what I'm just I just want to better understand and have this conversation with you guys and see, you know, what, do you think that this is the start of something or this is a one-off because of the Avengers? I mean, we, we've we've seen for a long time this kind of tendency for how long servers get kept up has always been mm -hmm. the story we don't talk about in in gaming, right? Yeah. Like it's always been a thing. It's yeah. just Avengers is probably one of the the biggest swings and misses in recent memory. Yeah, but Anthem. I mean, that's I'll put I, Anthem in there, and that's the only comparable I can think of. But Anthem servers are still up. And Anthem's, like, in the middle of heavy redevelopment, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. I don't know how much of that is actually Exactly. True. Oh, sure. I, I, I mean, I'm not... It, my point only being, I wouldn't put Anthem in that category yet, solely because they're keeping the servers up. Yeah. Yeah. 
versus like I mean shutting the servers down like like because it really looks like they are curtailing that right hmm yeah I mean I don't know like I I, I look at Square Enix and you know it's interesting to me I never really their games are mostly overseas and to to mm-hmm. markets that are big in North America I'm not going to deny that there's a lot of people who like a lot of their product um mm-hmm. But I just see it as really focused, targeted, like laser targeted overseas. It's not a bad play to be on the older consoles. I, I noticed Final Fantasy 16 is aiming at a PS5 release as well. Um, yeah, whenever that drops, who knows? Maybe it's early and maybe that's what they're basing these projections on. When I look at it, though, I'm, I'm like, it's not a bad play to be in the PS4 kind of area because there's so many deployed machines yeah it's such a base so, so maybe they're thinking that people are just going to be you know buying it up still yeah i mean i'm looking at the july through september numbers for sony here and they're not finalized yet entirely they're they're no they'd be finalized i'm misreading this for a second here they're not that bad digital entertainment's only down six billion yen yeah, it's not too bad actually. But amusement is only down two billion versus before the quarantine. Publication is up. I don't know their publication. Yeah, I'm guessing say. that's books. Yeah, it's got to be books and manga. They probably um, have magazines. Yeah, the, and their merchandising is only down half. Like it, it's a bad year for them. But this mm-hmm. is this is not non-recoverable. Yeah. But like, let's let's put it in a in a context too. All right, I know Tyler monitors the uh, the stock market quite a bit. Yeah. I used to work in an industry that was very tied to the stock market and whatnot, yeah. so I had firsthand visibility for years into it. And let's just put it this way, though: trends happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Selling happens like this, where people just decide to dump and chase. I think it's even more pronounced with. I think they were saying tonight on the news. That over a million and a half Canadians have signed up to do their own online stock trading. And the thing oh, is, is crazy. that when when stuff like this starts to happen, where you see sell-offs, other, other people jump on it. They start dumping stock, yep. whatever. And then next week, they could be reacquiring it in a different segment. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, right? Sure. When they actually look at the numbers, they stop reacting. And then they go, well, there's something worthwhile here. You know, like... Like now the stock's taking this big of a hit and we know that the projection for 2021 is that. And we think even if they get in 50% of that, we're, we're going to recoup whatever we invest in now. Oh, I agree entirely. I think this is at worst. I think at at worst, it takes two years to get back to where they were. Worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's a bit of an overreaction. Oh, 100%. But these overreactions always happen in your but earnings calls. Exactly. And analysts, like, they're the first to just, like, just freak out and, you know, start selling, selling, selling. Um, you know, I've seen this many times. So, you know, mm-hmm. but it is, you know, again, this is not your typical year. And I think a lot of companies, especially companies like, you know, your your your, your software companies like Square Enix, um, you know, they're just going to have to kind of rethink what their strategy is, kind of pull back on things that aren't making them money, um, you know, delay some stuff for a year or two and mm-hmm. try to power forward with projects that can make them a ton of cash. So I have a feeling that 
some of what they're projecting for the next year has to do with them scaling back operations on certain um, organizations. Yeah. So what if they, you know, close down some of their brick and mortar stores, you know, that money will then be saved and, you know, that will be reflected on their end of year total. So. Yeah. It also looks like they've taken this opportunity to get some of their debt consolidated a little bit better. So I have a hope too. Yep. This is the perfect time for something like that for a lot of companies, you know, like this is, no, no better time than 2020 when the world stopped. Yeah, interest yep. rates are basically zero. Yep, I think they're higher than that. I think they're a little bit higher in Japan, but that has to do with a bunch of cultural stuff. Yeah, as well though, we have to remember. I, I, I knock on wood. All right, I, I don't know what exactly is happening in Japan right now, COVID-wise, but I think that the a lot of those countries have handled it a lot better than, let's say, the United States. <laughs> You know, this is something, and I don't want to get I don't know. deep yeah. into it, but this is some a conversation that I have with a lot of people, colleagues, and whatnot. And that's here in North America. We have this mentality that we're fine. Nothing's ever going to happen to us. Um, so we're just flat out not prepared, you know. Um, other countries are a lot more prepared. They have actual infrastructure for something like a pandemic. Um, they have education so that the do's and don'ts of a pandemic, you know, when uh, when wearing a mask doesn't become a political issue, you know, you can mm-hmm. for sure have a better grasp at things. You know, I have people who I know um, and I've seen through social media that they live out in Asia and they're out and about, you know, life is already going to, like, for, for the most part, a lot more normal than we are here. And that's because for the first time in 100 years, we're being hit with a major pandemic. I'm not counting SARS. I'm not counting, um, you know, um, any of those. Like, this is the first time in 100 years that something has actually hit us. And, you know, we just haven't put enough resources into thinking those what-if situations because we always think that something like that's never going to hit us. So, yes, long story short, yes, they are a lot more prepared. Yes, they probably will get back to normal before we do. Yeah, but my, my point is, is that, even with the stores, they've probably been more active yeah. than, let's say, our lockdown was. Yeah. It looks like they're they're tracking up already. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's, it's also worth noting, yeah, their federal interest rate is at 1.226%, mm-hmm. and ours is at a quarter of a percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Still good times for if you got to do stuff like that and you got the legs to to make it happen. I'm sorry, no, Prime in Canada is 2.45. I was looking at the wrong interest rate. I apologize. I had just a dumb moment there. Interesting. It's all good. Our Prime is 2.45 in Canada. Um, 0.25 is the... That's a Bank of Canada. Uh, yeah, that's the Bank of Canada rate. Yep. All right. Well, check there out the big brain on this room. Wow. Oof. Oh, look at us talking about numbers. What yeah. else do we have to talk about? Because I think we've AMC, this one. Um, AMC yes. posts huge loss in latest quarter. Um, AMC has posed a, posted a sharp 
90.9% drop in revenue in its fiscal third quarter as the theater chain continues to reckon with the fallout of COVID-19. Um, in its latest financial earnings call, AMC Theaters revealed $119.5 million in revenue down year over year from 2019. And that number shocks me. When the theater chain reported revenues of over $1 billion, AMC is now trying to raise funds to avoid bankruptcy by trying to sell shares to try and raise around 50 million dollars amc is currently operating about 539 of its 600 domestic locations but theater attendance has remained very very low and this speaking is speaking you know, of the markets being weird i just gotta jump in how much do you think their their stock jumped today i bet you it went up how much eight percent 52 what oh what Fifty-two percent jump. Oh, because of the vaccine. Yeah. Oh. Because yeah. people are banking on the vaccine. Yep. That's put a big, huge jump into the stock market, and the presidential stuff is kind of settled. Yeah. So that gives stability to the market, right? Where they're like, ah, oh, we can kind of predict what the world's going to be like politically for us. So uh, that gives uh, investors a lot of confidence, and they pump up that kind of stuff because they go, hey, if it's so low, it's going to become so hot. Well, we can all go back. Into the dank and moist theater. Yeah, I can't. I mean, wait. I'm buying puts. <laughs> yep, might as well at this point. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's well, yeah. Yes. It, it's going to be interesting because the uh, AMC has adapted as we reported early, in an earlier episode where they're renting out the theaters. Yeah. For different events and whatnot, in this new COVID world, they're doing everything that they can to survive and you know it it's a countdown today we got some hope but i don't know like it, it's going to take a lot to get an entire u.s population and north american population but particularly in the u.s where it's so dense in terms of all that stuff like how are you going to do a double dose of a vaccine to 300 and some odd million people yeah, it's that's 600 million like doses of vaccine. That's a logistical issue. It's not really something that we have to tackle. I wish everybody the best on it. And uh, I hope it all pans out and we get back to normal sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting times right now, for sure. Anything else on that, Tyler? I mean, it's it's just a great example of a weird time. Yeah, it really is. I think, yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I think this is artificial. This is another sign of overreaction. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So sticking with movies right now, Disney has removed Free Guy from their 2020 release schedule. Um, Free Guy uh, was supposed to be released on December 11, 2020. However, um, because of the weakness of the movie theater industry, Disney has removed the movie from its release calendar and has not specified a replacement date just yet. So, the obvious question that I will ask is, do you think this will still be a theatrical release, or do you think this is moving to Disney Plus? I bet they're running those numbers right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, I think they're looking at the Pfizer announcement, looking at the world, and they're running the numbers. Yep. Some poor actuary is pulling a double this weekend. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. For sure. Yeah, and it, it's going to be again against in in that equation is going to be the contr contractual buyouts 
because a lot of these this is a a-list movie uh as far as you know ryan reynolds and everything being in there and if you pull it from the theaters you have to pay out the actors they usually have clauses yeah right where there's a it monetizes completely different or completely prohibits it so you're breaking the contract so you know like moving it to disney plus isn't just flicking a switch and put plug in the hard drive and as i'm just you know oversimplifying it just so people can understand there's that and i just think it's was hugely prophetic that ryan reynolds published this whole little thing where he's just like uh so it's going to be out December 11th, you know, like, let's do the promos. And, he, and then he just starts switching it up and he goes, mm-hmm. uh, how about uh, we do some other dates further in 2021? Like, like, uh, uh, you know, start picking up Valentine's Day, Day 2021 and, and all this kind of stuff. Arbor Day 2021. Exactly. Uh, unspecified Halloween <laughs> some year. Yeah. Like, it's just uh, it's a bit of comedy at the time that's actually painfully true now yep because not having that date you know good on disney for you know not propping it up like now the inevitable question is does wonder woman move probably probably i have to think so like like this this is just like vaporware now you mean black widow right all of them well all of them wonder woman's supposed to release in yeah december yeah 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 I, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, Black Widow was like what moved to March, March. next year or yep. something like that. Like that might actually keep its date depending on. Now, there's no way that that the vaccine gets out there and gets to everybody by March. So I think we're looking at middle of next year before we're like anywhere near a semblance of of being able to walk down the street without your mask on or whatever. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm gonna take a pause because I want to go back to the video games and the markets um, because mm-hmm. I was just taking a quick look um, and, you know, this article just, just jumped at me and essentially every video game company stock has dropped today because of the announcement of the COVID-19 mm-hmm. vaccine that's being worked on by Pfizer. So I guess the analysts right now are freaking out and I'm going to agree with uh, Tyler and say that a lot of this is artificial because, you know, I can see the analysts thinking right now, oh, shit, uh, we're very close to a vaccine. We're probably a year away. That means that a lot of people aren't going to be playing their video games anymore. So this has caused a huge drop. Um, so I'm looking right now. So CD Projekt, um, you know, right now uh, they've had a drop of only 3%. Uh, they dropped as much as 14% earlier today. Ubisoft dropped as much as 14% as well. Um, right now, they're sitting at a drop of about 4, uh, sorry, 5.36%. So, see how one but little... Did... Go ahead. Yeah, there's that. But did they artificially inflate because of COVID? I think they artificially yeah. inflated because of COVID and because the yeah. fact that, you know, video game sales were just absolutely insane for a little while. Here, here's why I wouldn't bet on that horse. All right. In terms of the drop, I would say that the artificial inflation is probably a market normalization. Maybe it could be viewed as that. But here's why I bet on that, though, is because video games are freaking addictive. Yeah. And guess what? Pandemic or not, the fact is that everybody got locked inside and everybody started playing. Yeah. And everybody started paying the money to play and everybody started digitally acquiring and everybody started upgrading digital backbones. 
to acquire this stuff quicker. And I just think that that results in more people staying home on a, a Thursday night to play with their friends because that's what became normal for a year and a half or more. Yeah, I agree. So I, I think the money just basically it, it normalizes and then it, it, it follows. It just yep. goes, oh, yeah, you know what? Ubisoft is making some really killer titles or whatever or X company, but like CD Projekt. How much do you want to bet that it's mostly still just reacting to uh, 2077 fallout? But the minute that game hits, it's huge. Yep, it's just absolutely massive, probably, as it should be. Maybe. Well, it's it's probably got a pre-sale that's already made it somewhat True. viable. True. Right. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. I you know, and I love CD Projekt Red. I think they're a fun company that are making fun products for everybody who gets into them. And I'm looking forward to the cyberpunk. So, yep. You know, space. It's not medieval. Yep. But I like, the, you know, for the people of the medieval, go for it. Fair. Yeah. Did any of you watch the Netflix Witcher thing? Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think of that? I thought it was better than the games. Oh, it was decent? Yeah. I didn't like it. Never finished it. Hmm. Struggled. Wasn't accessible to me. It, but everybody it, who plays The Witcher loved it. I will say that it does suffer on accessibility. I have read the books as well, or some of the mm -hmm. books, I should say, and there's some of it that I only got because of that. Ah, uh, excellent. My mom loved it. Yeah. So go figure. There you go. I think there's elements that are definitely attractive. Yeah. You know. So good on them for taking the chance to make it. All right, sticking with video games, Capcom was a victim of a cyber attack, no indication of data being stolen. So over the night of November 2nd, there was a cyber attack by a third party. Um, they hit emails and file servers, don't know exactly what they were going for. A lot of people's information, everyone's information right now is safe, um, but they did, <laughs> yeah, I know, but they did uh, release that there was an attack. Um, Capcom says it is coordinating with law enforcement and other related authorities, as well as carrying out an investigation and working to restore its system. Every company initially releases the statement that yep. no data was <laughs> breached. <laughs> I was just thinking. And that. then we find out 7.5 million email addresses, credit card numbers, whatever for these microtransactions were breached, okay. lost, compromised please change your passwords blah 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 we all know the routine and no one reacts to it that's the killer out of all this is that these companies skate by accountability almost constantly and just end up in some kind of uh, class action suit and just paying everybody out 25 bucks and that's it hope you got a new credit card <laughs> i mean i mean short of government legislation there's no other option unfortunately right yeah yeah but everyone, change your passwords now. Just get ahead of the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and don't recycle the password. Use new ones. <laughs> but yeah. do not use the ones that Apple wants you to use. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And and don't use the ones that you used for... Yeah, okay, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate all this stuff, man. It's, it, 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 it's, pandemic Phil is just bleh about all that. <laughs> I love Pandemic Phil. He's hilarious sometimes. Speaking of pandemic... He'll come out tomorrow. <laughs> speaking... Are you going to try to look for an Xbox? 
<laughs> no, no, I'm just saying for Wednesday's episode, you'll hear Pandemic Phil. <laughs> uh, yes. Wednesday's episode. That's mm-hmm. a shit show. All right, Phil, I, I'm, I, I'm, I, I don't think you bought this because I didn't get a message about this. But uh, Hasbro revealed its Mandalorian electronic helmet for Mando Monday. Ooh, the only I reason I'm talking about it is because I, I want to see if you actually bought it. No, because normally on these on these reveals, it means that it's going to be available next May 4th. Um, at this point. So there is a pre-order page. Mm-hmm. Open right For now next on Amazon. Year. Sold out, one hundred and twenty bucks. Looks pretty good. But is, is there a date? Um, no, I'm, I don't want to risk my internet right now. Oh, fair enough. Uh, I haven't done my roundup because we've been recording all night, so I haven't hit the uh, Mando Monday circuit on StarWars.com. But yeah, I, I'm not surprised. Like hell, I've got two Mando helmets, two Boba Fett helmets behind me. I I just think they're going to slap a new um, cross eye piece on and use the same interior and just say that's consistent with Mandalorian culture since we don't really get to see inside the helmets. It's completely fictional in these, but at least they included the detail. So I love the Hasbro Black Series and I will definitely be picking up a Din Djarin, uh silver antenna-less helmet I, I i already know exactly what it'll look like just pending on the fact that it actually looks like chrome right all right sticking no. with mando monday yesterday i sent phil a tweet from xbox game pass um and it says all we're gonna say is that we're not posting the mandalorian and the child for no reason which featured a picture of well you know the Mandalorian and and our child. Um, so starting today, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers will be able to activate our 30 day free trial of Disney Plus. Yeah, um, this is interesting because to me, I saw this news today, and obviously Boris sent me this. Um, what's interesting to me about this is I talked to one of my friends that doesn't understand the um, the whole thing that we talk about on the show a lot, where the providing backbone, like the providing system reclaims 30% of your monthly payment to the service. So if you buy Disney Plus on your Xbox, Microsoft get 30% of your monthly payment. Yeah. Right? So obviously now Disney have cut a deal with Microsoft to get Disney Plus out and go, hey, how about uh, only 10% for anybody who renews their subscription for like a year? Or whatever, because the next thing you're going to see is like some aggro ad that says, oh, renew for a year at this special Xbox price. Yeah, it's kind of right? similar to how um, Rogers and Bell sell, you know, Apple Plus, Apple Dis- or Apple uh, TV Plus, Apple News, Apple Music subscriptions for like free for six months. Then it's 10 bucks after and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about cutting into the market, right? And 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 this is this is the part where you know free markets work. Disney yeah. negotiated a deal. You don't think Epic wanted to negotiate the same type of deal with Apple? Well, let's let's dig into that really briefly because micro because uh, a bunch of these companies were just up at Capitol Hill in the states on allegations of antitrust charges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is is Microsoft and Disney Plus playing ball like this? Also, at like, no, look, there's still negotiation going on. I swear, mm. honest, 
honest. We're not monopolies. Yeah, but you have to look at, again, the bigger picture. I agree with you, Tyler, by the way. I'm just looking at it from 30,000 feet where they're going pandemic world. The future of media is Disney+. Plus. How do we get even more people on Disney Plus? Because we need more people on Disney Plus if we're going to release Free Guy. We're going to need more people on Disney Plus if we're going to go straight to video on this. If we're going to go and make the Boba Fett series. If we're going to make this Obi-Wan thing. If we're going to basically put Star Wars on Disney Plus and take it out of the theaters. Mm-hmm. They need the install base. What's the? This is a smash and grab on an install base. You know, and yep. and it's just going to be when do they do the deal on Sony? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, it's just trying to beat Netflix right now. It's an underhanded move, and it's good for them. It, that's business, man. Yeah. In response, Netflix yeah. is going to probably cancel five shows. I mean, they just <laughs> they did announce their cancellations earlier today. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! You can't make Are you serious? It, was yeah. The Witcher canceled? No. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't want to be responsible for that cancellation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Uh, Breaking news, everybody, here on the It's Canon podcast. You can find us at www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can uh, also email us at show at It's Canon podcast. Um, couple more things before we go um this one is actually a very interesting one because before we started recording we were talking about it here in canada and our canada post postal service um being heavily delayed as it's always delayed around this time of year but it seems like this year it's um just that's uh, pretty bad so there have been a lot of people freaking out because their playstations and xboxes won't make it to you on time well to further add to confusion and hostility, Amazon is saying that some Xbox Series X pre-orders won't arrive until the end of December. Yee. So, what is the point of pre-ordering then? Yeah, back to the Seinfeld uh, skit. Yeah, you know, You're not wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. So this is the copy of an email that is sent to you if you are one of the unlucky ones that pre-ordered a minute after someone who got it. So it says, hello, we're contacting you with an update regarding your order of Xbox Series X. We expect to ship your console in the coming weeks as we receive more inventory in November and December. At this time, we anticipate that you will receive your Xbox Series X by 1231 or before. We are making every effort to get it to you as soon as possible and apologize for any inconvenience. You will receive an email notification when your order has shipped. If you would no longer like to receive this product, you can cancel from your orders page by clicking the following link. Now, I think that this is a um, a boilerplate kind of message. and Yeah, using, with worst case. Yeah, worst mm-hmm. case scenario, you're going to get it by December 31st or before. It could be delayed a week, could be delayed a few weeks, but they're just covering their asses at this point. Regardless, this is not good. It, it You know, this whole, and this goes to, like, further prove and further, like, just jab at us. The fact that this entire pre-order window was just an absolute joke by both Microsoft and Sony. They left it too late. Yeah. Like, How long? Honestly, we it this? was botched. T- 
time-wise, it was botched. Like, if I read that, I know that we're not condoning any extreme reaction to it. Yeah. And whatnot. So people have got to chill on that. But I would be, like, legitimately miffed about the idea. Like, let's say you're buying that thing, and it's a sizable amount of money, especially in a pandemic world. All right? So not everybody's lucky enough to have full-time employment. A lot of people are on, they're, they're relying on other income to live and pay bills. And maybe they put aside a little bit each month or whatever, and they go, you know what? My kids are really feeling it this year. They're stuck inside. I'm going to get them that product. I'm going to make sure that that's taken care of for Christmas. Insert holiday here. Mm-hmm. And then to find out that it potentially isn't going to show up till New Year's. Yeah. Like, you know, eh, that's yeah. weak. Yep. It's a bad I understand they got to do it, but. Well, it's it's bananas, given how much of, like, this entire pre-order season has been a shit show. Yeah, and imagine the first time it snows here in Canada, in a populated area. Well, that's another two days off your delivery. <laughs> like, yep. You know, it, it's tis the season. Yep. Tis the season, indeed. All right, guys. One last thing before we go, and, you know, some positive news. On what seemed like a very gloomy episode of the Attended Podcast. What does Handmaid's Tale, Why the Last Man, Man from Toronto, all have in common? Mm. They're all in canon? They're in production. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to get Well done. Well done, Tyler. I like that one. Um, No, it's all... They're in production. They're all in production here in Toronto. Right now in Toronto, there are over 23 active developments, movies, shows, made-for-TV movies, all being filmed right now in Toronto and surrounding area. Um, This past weekend, we had a beautiful, beautiful weekend, and I'm pretty sure that a lot of production companies took advantage of that because I was... um, You know, when they do a lot of filming, they leave kind of like a notice on your door to say, hey... Can't call the cops on us. There's going to be noise. This is your warning. Um, there, We got about three or four of these letters that different things were being filmed throughout the weekend. So they were filming Titans, um, Handmaid's Tale, and I forget what else they were filming. I know the boys season three. Yeah. B-shoots. Yeah. But, but it's, it's happening. It's happening. You know, taking safety measures, obviously. Um, but, you know, they're, they're, hit, they're for sure hitting the ground running right now. And, you know, 20-plus productions in one city is kind of crazy when you think about it. Um, but it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's just a sign that things, as bad as the numbers are looking right now here, it's just a sign that, hey, there is maybe possibly a light at the end of the tunnel. Yep, for sure. And the new expanse season will be filming, too. Yes. Normally yes. that that wrapped by the time COVID hit. So that means it's got to be in pre-production now. Yep, exactly. Anything to add there, Tyler? I mean, there's a, I'm looking at the numbers going up in Toronto. Yeah. Not as bad as it could be, but it's worrying when you yeah. look at the local situation with that. So I hope everyone's being safe. And I always have sympathy for like the, the larger people who aren't 
necessarily in front of the camera. Yeah. And and that can be a brutal position to be in with changing norms in that industry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, at least they're taking you know quarantine into um, consideration. So when someone from the states comes here. Um, they're in quarantine typically for 14 days and they do whatever they have to do, then, you know, whatever. Um, so, but still, it's just, you know, this ever changing sliding scale right now of what's safe to do, what's not safe to do. So, you know, hopefully these productions are, um, yeah, being as safe as they can. But like I said, it's at least a little glimmer of hope that things are getting back to normal, that money is coming back into the coffers and that, you know, hopefully, you know, things just continue to, from a human point of view, improve. Yeah, and do we know what uh, Jason Momoa is here filming? I know he's in town. Um, I keep I on seeing pictures of him eating food. I forget what he... <laughs> uh, I, forget I don't know. I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but whatever he's filming, you know, that's got to be huge because it's Jason. So what's that? C2? Uh, C. Yeah, C2, season two. Yeah, because yeah, he, he, C1 was on... Uh, that's filmed in Toronto? Wow. Interesting. Well, you know, whatever it is, I hope it's C. Well, maybe not. I. That's what Deadline is saying. Oh, I abandoned that show. That was uh, a tough one for me. All right. <laughs> Bill, how about you tell our awesome <laughs> listeners how they can get a hold of us? Oh, I sure can, everybody. You can find us at www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at It's Canon Podcast. You can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. Don't be assholes. You can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Amazon, really anywhere you find podcasts, you should find us. And if you don't, let us know because we'll make sure we get there. And if you like what you hear so far, make sure that you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button. Make sure to smash the review, uh, rate and review us, please. We welcome it. Every little bit helps us here on the It's Canon podcast. Boris, do you want to lead us out? Oh, indeed I do, guys. Thank you so much, Phil Tyler, for hanging in for the past God knows how many hours at this point. Um, so thank for you, guys. Hour three of recording. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for everything you do on the show. Thank you to our awesome listeners for, well, listening, for hanging in with us as we muse and talk stupidity about stuff that in the grand scheme of stuff, uh, the grand scheme of things really don't matter, but makes us happy, and we are happy to talk about it for you. Um, we are the It's Canon Podcast. He's Phil. He's Tyler. I'm Boris. Good night. <laughs>